Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Berkeley Alumni's Pass the Mic. I'm Jaquel Illy. My name is Patrick Pharma. For those who are interested, I'm the Associate Director of Digital Engagement. Yes. And we are excited for another episode. Thank you all for tuning in to the first episode. We have been getting really great responses and good feedback. And we are so excited for everyone just to see how we continue to just grow in the future with this project. Yeah, no, I thought it um, it sounded like a podcast. So uh, we've arrived. We are here. You know, it, it was a little more nerve wracking doing the first one because we had to set up the whole thing, like why we're doing it, all the existential questions. Um, now I am looking forward to loosening up a little more and just having some fun with it. Absolutely. I totally agree. I feel like the first one was a little bit nerve wracking, but I think as we get our feet a little bit more wet, we're going to be pros at this before you know it. Absolutely. Let's get it. So I'm sure you guys are wondering, like, who are we? I mean, you hear us, but you don't really know us. So we wanted to give y'all a little bit of like some cool facts about us. Uh, first of all, I'm, I'm a little sick today. Hmm. My daughter was sick and then my wife got sick. So I have this like husky voice, which I was thinking. So it led me to this whole segment, basically, because I was thinking about as a singer, when you're sick, sometimes you like the way it sounds. There's like this sweet spot when it sounds really like nice and different from your regular tone. So I guess some facts about me are that um, I started singing when I was 10 years old in the Boston Boy Choir. And then I wanted to go to Berkeley. I actually recorded in the basements of 150 when I was in high school during doing some programs and stuff. And that was what I thought I was going to do until I took music theory in high school and my teacher was so 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 terrible <laughs> he was just one of those teachers that was like i don't understand why you don't get it I'm dang not. no patience so, yeah. but it's funny you know life does a full circle now you may it does to live out those dreams yes and now i've done five years at berkeley so i decided i was going to go to film school instead so I went to um, film school in Chicago. I came back to Boston and I went to Emerson College to get my master's in media art. And here I am at Berkeley. Oh, and then um, my biggest claim to fame is that I've pretty much sang at every church or bar in the city of Boston. What songs were like your favorite when you were singing? In church? Uh, I, used to, I used to sing Gregorian chant at uh, St. Paul's Choir School in Harvard Square. And then, you know, as I got older and like through most of my 20s i i wrote my own songs and had a band and stuff so dang okay that's pretty cool is it okay so you that's, wrote your so own songs that's pretty cool i have a bunch of songs probably nothing i could share professionally on here but i was actually going through some of them being like eh. no i don't think this is the time or place to share songs so so jaquel mm. so we're doing something new with the podcast yes right? we are we are going to Learn more about you right after this. All right, everybody, this is our first commercial for the podcast, so we're going to try it out. Hey, Jaquel. What's up, boss? Did you know that more than 54% of Berkeley students receive scholarship support each year? Hmm, I actually did know that. Scholarships and donations are really crucial to help with educational opportunities for our students, for sure. But did you know that there are over 400 Alumni Loyalty Society members this year? What? No way. I did not know that. Yes, it's true. 
And the Alumni Loyalty Society is for Berkeley alumni that donate in consecutive years. Well, how can one join an alumni society? Well, that's a great question. It all starts by going to berkeley.edu slash giving. And then there, you might also find information that you'll hear in a future commercial. Yeah, okay, cool. I cannot wait. Let me go check it out. All right, let's go now. And we're back. Hey, <laughs> we are back. Jaquel, what do you think about that commercial we did? The commercial. Wow. You know, it took us a while to get there, but we got there and I'm excited again to see how we grow. Also, quick uh, shout out to our student employees, Tom and Jonah, who uh, put this podcast together. Uh, Jaquel and I kind of meander through recording and uh, leave little notes for them. And they've been doing a really great job starting a podcast, figuring out a workflow, working with each other. So um, those are our students this year, Tom and Jonah. And uh, we just wanted to give them some love. Yes. Shout out to y'all. Thank you guys for all that y'all do. So Jaquel, uh, now you're on the hot seat. We're supposed to learn a little bit about you. Well, first and foremost, a cool thing about me is that I am, as of September 2023, I am now a Berkeley alum. All right. (laughs) Um, I just received my certificate in music marketing. So I'm super thrilled and excited about that. And if you know me, I'm I'm really dancing right now. And uh, speaking of dancing, boss, do you dance? I don't think I've ever seen you dance. I never dance, ever. Okay, well, challenge accepted. We're going to try to get that out of you. Others have tried and failed, but go for it. Okay. Another fun fact about me is that I'm actually a black belt in Taekwondo. I have been in karate for multiple years. I actually received my black belt like a long time ago, but I still train. I do kickboxing. I participated in a lot of tournament. I'm very disciplined and I'm very thankful for that type of discipline in my upbringing. I was wondering if you're going to say that because there was definitely one time where I mentioned to the alumni team that you were a black belt and you're like, I don't want people knowing. Yeah, honestly, people really shouldn't know. But it is a fun fact about me and I thought I wanted to share it with the audience. <laughs> and I love that. Um, and we're also both uh, native Bostonians. so Born and um, raised Dorchester. Shout out to this. Uh, that's something that you don't see a lot in uh, at Berkeley. A lot of uh, transplants, but... We are definitely both uh, gold star Bostonians. Uh, okay, so then uh, who's who's on the um, who who are we interviewing today? Yes, so today's episode features the one and only Tommy Torres. He is so cool. He has a lot of gems to share with everybody, and one of the main things that I really appreciated is that he not only gave us some flashbacks of his time with really great artists such as Michael Jackson and Mariah Carey, but he also just is so authentic and he speaks about how, you know, sometimes you may not know what is going to come after graduating, but you just got to try to trust the process and work hard. You can tell that his dad was a big inspiration for him to be such a hard worker. And, Mm, uh, you know, I would not be as humble if I was, uh, in the studio with Michael Jackson recording all the time, but okay. he is a really nice guy, confirmed. And when I put packages together for alumni 
this dude has an entire like YouTube playlist of music videos and they're all really good. Um, so you guys should definitely check out Tommy Torres if you haven't already. Yes, I'm excited for everyone to hear this episode and I'm sure you're gonna love it just as much as me. It's one of my favorites. Hello, everybody. Today, we are passing the mic to the talented, hardworking, and iconic Tommy Torres. Hey. How does it feel to be back in Boston on your own stopping grounds and just coming back from the tour? It feels great for uh, a number of reasons, but mainly because I still remember very vividly, like, my first time in Berkeley when I got here, like, how lost I was, how, <laughs> you know, how, you know, as an 18-year-old, you know, like, right. going, like, Oh my God, I'm just, uh, <laughs> I have no idea what, what would come out of this. Yes. To be back here and, and see that it all kind of worked out at the end. <laughs> Thankfully. Well, it's, yeah. uh, I, I remember being very like nervous, like when I graduated Berkeley, it's like that, mm -hmm. that moment where you're like, okay, so what now? Yes. Because up to that point, even high school, you know, college and all that stuff, you were, you're kind of you kind of know what the road is. You, you know, you study, you get good right. grades, you do, you know, right. what the you road is laid out. You move to the next out. row, yeah, yeah, the next step. But then uh, when, when you graduate, especially as a musician, mm. it's kind of like, okay, so now I'm out in the world, <laughs> in the real world. So yes. uh, I'm, hap I, I, I'm happy to report to whoever is listening, <laughs> any students that... Yes. Students and alum. It kind of it works out at the end. <laughs> yes. all, all the tools that you get... You don't know that you you don't know which ones you're gonna use and which are not. Uh, you actually end up using pretty much all of them at some point or another, and it gives you an edge in in the world out there. Oh, that's amazing to hear because there's a lot of um, students who are about to graduate who are thinking that way, right? They're a little bit nervous of what's to come, or they don't know what step to take. So it's really cool to hear you drop those gems to them. I'm sure it will be really helpful. It's uh, I, I'm gonna be honest. It's not immediate. It's not like when mm -hmm. you graduate law school, you go to work to like a, in a law firm or something like that it's right. you have the first couple of years you have to kind of figure it out i mean th this is a network that without knowing you already created mm. yes. <laughs> so these people that 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 are not your your friends and those like they're all they're also the ones that are going to help you out or you're gonna help them, you know, you're gonna help each other. Yeah, so the importance of networking, that's definitely key. Um, you, in your past uh, interviews that you've done, I've seen that you explain that your plan wasn't to have a career in engineering. And you were sharing your journey, how you came up as a receptionist, a mailroom worker, and then, you know, eventually working your way up to where you are today. So as you're speaking on this, can you explain more on the importance of trusting the process of how you work your way up? Well, it's easy for me to say, like, looking back mm. because it's like okay it does you have to trust the process i studied uh, mp &E. mm. well i don't know if it's still called like that it was music production and engineering yes. and i also studied commercial arranging i did like a dual major yes i i have to be honest the uh, engineering i kind of did to please my dad because the engineer sounded a little more <laughs> serious than the, the my son the engineer okay. sounds better than my son the musician okay and uh my first job right out of berkeley was at a Sony Studios, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was because a professor from Berkeley from my last semester called Fred Miller, he asked us all for resumes and he sent it out there and I, I was the lucky one. Wow. <laughs> I was a receptionist, like you said, I worked at the mail room for a while. <laughs> I 
all I have to say is that I don't remember being frustrated or or not enjoying any of that. Mm-hmm. I was I enjoyed every single part of it. I was right. just happy to like be in the music business, like seeing mm-hmm. artists record albums, being their present. Mm-hmm. I wasn't in a hurry to like make it mm. like, oh, no, no, I need to be the engineer. And in a way, I guess that's what made me enjoy it because a lot of people get frustrated when they see like they've been doing something for a few years. And like, oh, when am I going to be like the one running the show? You know what yeah. I mean? So you just took some time to like just soak it all in and just kind of apply it, huh? Pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. Uh, I graduated Berkeley in 93 and my first album like the one that I, which I started doing my own music. My first album was actually in 2001. So, you know, there's eight years over there of just doing wow. odds, you know, jobs. Yeah, <laughs> you know? so hard work and determination. You know, maybe life will give you uh, that big opportunity right when you're out of college. Right. But maybe not. Maybe it'll be 10 years after. <laughs> but throughout those 10 years, what's going to happen? Are you going to be the same person or have you, mm. are you going to use those 10 years to learn even more? Mm and be even more prepared. I think that's, without knowing that I was doing, I think that's what happened when, when my mm. first opportunity came, then I, I had been in the studio for so long right. that I was like ready to produce all the albums, to do my produce my own albums, to write my own songs, do all that stuff, because, you know, uh, you, you continue to it's learn your whole thing. life. Yeah, Absolutely, and then when you learn, you're able to develop, right? Develop like your own personal skills and see what works for you and how you wanna grow within the industry. Exactly, mm-hmm. at, at some point I realized that maybe my personality was uh, more, you know, a, a little more too much introverted to make it as an engineer because I saw mm-hmm. a lot of my friends were getting ahead Maybe I should try some other stuff. So I started songwriting. I started producing my own stuff, sending demos. And now mm-hmm. I am a singer-songwriter. That's my career. Right. And a producer, like the engineering never actually... <laughs> never played out. <laughs> okay, so you have worked with many amazing artists, such as Ricky Martin, Mariah Carey, and even Michael Jackson, just to name a few. Is there something that you've learned within these sessions with them that you kind of apply to the f- the sessions that you have today? For Can sure. You explain uh, a little bit more? First of all, every artist has their own way of doing things, their own way of arriving at their art. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like um, somebody like Michael Jackson. Um, yes. I when I, I I did like a three day session where he was uh, writing wow. a song uh, called uh, Stranger in Moscow was the name of the song. Okay. And uh, he started, uh, you know, the engineers would roll tape and he would start doing some rhythms with his mouth and, his, and, and hitting his chest. And, wow. and so there would be like wood in the floor. So you, they would record the sound of his, like his whole body. You know, they'd be wow. And then, after that, he would ask, after recording a, a number of layers of that live into tape, he would ask, he would ask the engineers to loop, similar to what we do today, yeah. <laughs> beatboxing and stuff like that. But back in the yeah. day, there wasn't like Pro Tools or anything. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, wow. So they would cut tape, loop it, mix it in a nice way. And then he would start like laying down some harmonies also with his vocals. And... Uh, layer all that stuff and then that would be the core progression and then he would start writing a song on top of it wow so that's super talented super talented very focused because not mm. everybody i mean if i were to do that by the time i would forget like <laughs> by the time i finished <laughs> yeah i need a piano i need a guitar or something mm. like that, just to like be able to focus whatever but he would probably had it on all in his mind mm-hmm. 
And so that was his process, you know. Right. Mariah Carey, I remember she would, uh, she probably still does, uh, record a lot of tracks. Definitely a perfectionist. Like mm. she knew exactly the vibratos, every little nuance that she did with her voice, and she would comp all that stuff herself. Wow. Not even the engineer would do it. She would, they would let her like, okay, let's leave her there for two hours and she to come back with her comp. Oh. And also the relationship between producer, artists, engineers, musicians, it's very changing. Mm. It depends on the artist, depends on the moment. It depends. So it's it's never like one set way of doing things. Right. I realize that there's no rules, there's no, you, you can't come up with formulas to do things. You always have to mm. be on your toes of like, okay, uh, you wanna start this song with the melody? Sure. You wanna start it with the lyrics first? Sure. Wow. Uh, you wanna start with the rhythm first? Sure, let's just, anything is an opportunity to take you off your uh, balance and mm. make you sort of improvise and improvisation and and being able to be like in the moment is always very important as yeah. in any art once you have a formula and you know what exactly what you're going to do that's when things start going wrong because mm. it, it becomes everything becomes like cold and static like everything strict. has to be exciting yeah. when you're doing something everything needs to be exciting and it should it should keep you like uh, emotionally engaged yeah. and you can only do that by being in the moment i think uh art is not necessarily an intellectual thing where you mm. like math yeah you like <laughs> when it's a right answer there's no right answer to art. exactly and, so, and sometimes the engineer would do something that we like wait wait a minute what did you do there you muted that thing I, that actually sounds cool and like <laughs> all of a sudden the engineer is a songwriter all of a sudden because it's like oh yeah you just made the song better mm. by it's uh, you never know where the right. greater ideas are gonna come. So it's like a collaborative process. Everyone puts in their own, um, you know, like their two cents, kind of like their own creative flair, and it just comes out into a masterpiece. Yes, I mean not always, okay. but <laughs> that's but the goal. I, I I do like especially nowadays that everything is accessible in a laptop, and a lot of us are just making music with you know by ourselves, right. like doing the arranging, the production, the sounds, the everything, and recording. I do, there is something to be said for collaborate, collaborating, having different people in mm. a room just to bounce ideas and also to get a feel for the room. Right. Because uh, a lot of the times you get so focused into something that when you play to somebody else's when you finally first hear it with objective ears for the first time, it's mm. like, oh my God, this is not hitting the same way as when I was when it was just me <laughs> so you might as well start with other people from the right. beginning because it's mm. it's just more I don't know it's there's something about that and I should take my own advice <laughs> because I do end up doing a lot of stuff myself but mm. it's 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 definitely there's something to be said for just like collaborating more mm. yeah speaking of collaborating you did a collaboration project with Bad Bunny El Playlist de Anoche and hearing you talk about uh, like your process and how sometimes you would forget things, I was reading how he was just so quick and like on his toes and like he didn't have to really write anything down. Can you uh, like explain the collaboration process, like how you guys spent two weeks just to like process nine songs? Like how was that? Produce nine songs? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I have I had this call one day. I mean, I, I've been. Um, I have a, one of those careers that sometimes I feel like Forrest Gump, you know, like <laughs> remember the movie where he was having to be at the right moment at the right place every single Absolutely. time. So, uh, you know, just a few uh, a few years back, I get this call from from my manager. It's like, hey, so 
check this out. Benito wants to do an album with you. Uh, no, to uh, write a few songs with you. And then Benito is in Bad Bunny, okay? <laughs> I was like, okay, interesting. So like, what is, does he want me to do trap? Does he want me to like, just want to try it? Like, like, he's like, no, 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 no. He wants, he wants you to do what you do. He just want to be a part of it. Mm. Because he has a few ideas that are more, sound, in his mind, it sound more like what you do than what he does. And I'm like, I, I immediately recognize that because that happens to me all the time. Sometimes I write a song that's maybe a little too dancey or too like, and, and I know myself on stage mm-hmm. and I'm sort of like, I, I don't know. I, I think Ricky Martin will pull this off, but maybe wow. not me because he's like a stage, like, you know, fiery sort right. of personality. Mm. And I'm more like a, just a guy, the rocking guy with the guitar. It's like, <laughs> so when he said that, I was like, okay, I know what he means, exactly okay. what it means. Maybe he has some stuff that's a little more melodic, mm. but he doesn't seem, he doesn't think he would be the right guy to sing that stuff, right. but he likes it. So anyway, so I said yes. Uh, there's always a little bit of fear when you do that because you're like, what if I don't like it? What, how mm. am I gonna say? Yeah. But uh, I've learned whenever you have that doubt, just go ahead and say yes because you're gonna regret it if you don't you know Mm, (laughs) and always take the opportunities like you spoke on earlier and also like i said before just somebody that takes you out of your comfort zone Mm. will always make you better Mm, if you if you are if you let go and you start improvising all of a sudden you're back to square one you're back to the guy that was here in berkeley not knowing what he was doing <laughs> and that's good yeah. that's not a bad thing when mm. you think you know what you're doing that's when you're in trouble <laughs> oh, great gems right there boom <laughs> so basically he's like he put he he took his phone out and he started reading some of the lyrics that he had written like an ideas and started singing the melodies and i was like well that's kind of cool uh so let me see let me bring the let me take the guitar out he's not a musician musician where he like plays an instrument he's just a, a guy that you know has a very keen sense of lyrics mm-hmm. and and um how to tell a story uh, and also melodically, he kind of knows the chords he hears in his head, but then he's like, okay, that one, that one. <laughs> like, wow, yeah. So we started um, jamming with the idea, and then we, we came up with the song, it's called Marea, was the first one that, that he, he showed me, like, yeah, this is kind of cool, and we made it a reggae, it was like, wow, this is kind of cool, like, uh, what are you doing tomorrow? <laughs> I remember he was filming a movie with Brad Pitt. Uh, oh, wow. Fi- uh, well, no, Fight Club. No, what was the name of that movie? I forgot the name of the movie. <laughs> Fight Club is a, like <laughs> a twenty-year-old movie. <laughs> there was fighting. There, I know yeah. there was <laughs> Bullet Train or something oh, like that. Okay, okay. so um, and uh, so he said, "Yeah, I have free tomorrow." Okay, why, why don't you why don't we write another one tomorrow? And it's like what was supposed to be just like write a song together or something like that. We ended up writing we ended up staying like the, the two weeks wow. and writing a whole album the cool thing about it is like i felt like i was in a band for the first time mm. i felt like okay uh, we're two members of my man i happen th- the band i happen to be the singer of the band okay but we're making decisions together and that is so cool because it takes mm. all the all this all the stress out of your your decision making mm. was like i i do something it's like you like that Oh yeah, I love it. Cool. I was like, nah, I don't, I don't think so. Let's try something else. When you work by yourself, you do something, you like it. Then half an hour later, you second guess it, you, you scratch it, board. right? Absolutely. But when there's two people going like, I love that, and he's like, I love that. Then you don't, there's no question anymore. Right. You just go for it, and and that's the best way to work. Because you work fast. Mm. When you're writing, you have to be as fast as possible because you can't let your your critical mind get. 
to it way. before before you finish because otherwise mm. you start oh my god i don't know about this line then i don't you know start about critiquing this. every little thing huh it's taking sometimes it's taking me two weeks to write to finish a song mm. and those songs never become the the universal hits how long does it usually take you to write a like a universal hit song <laughs> well it's uh, obviously it's not all the time but the best <laughs> my my uh, the ones that people always sing along in yeah. the concerts the ones that have been the, the most um iconic songs of my career they've always been like four hour songs mm. it's like yeah sit down and immediately nothing just write wow just write i, I mean you come in with the idea already right. it's just like okay i want to write a song about this and then you start start everything seems to you don't second you 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 don't second guess anything you just kind of go mm-hmm. the faster do you work somehow the the more focused the song com- becomes mm-hmm. and, the, and the less complicated. I'm, I'm not saying songs have to be simple, but the, the concepts have to be clear. Mm-hmm. And the more you think about something, the more you complicate <laughs> yourself. So when you're writing these songs, do you know that they are going to, like, do you have, like, some type of feeling that they're about to take off? And I, I used to. Really? Okay. I, I used to. Uh, there was a time where I, I kind of knew this is the, because, because I had a very clear you know, sense of uh, like of of what was playing on radio, what mm-hmm. what you know, what was hit, what was hitting hard, you know, uh, on radio and and stuff like that. Uh, nowadays, I think uh, it's you know mm-hmm. the the music that's playing out uh, mostly and and because of what is streaming and Spotify and all that stuff. It's there's so much music going out there that it's become harder for me to see like what's gonna be a hit or not because it, things become hits for different reasons. Sometimes yeah. they become hits because of some funny TikTok. Sometimes yes. some becomes hits because of any type of reason. So it's harder for me to know anymore. <laughs> I do know what, uh, I, I do kind of know what people are gonna sing along in a concert. That's for sure. Cause it's like, you cannot know. You know right. When something feels like an anthem, you kind of know. Mm. Whether it becomes a hit in Spotify or Apple Music yeah. or all that stuff, that's it's different. It's harder for me to like to, to, to like predict any 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 yeah. other, any other stuff. But you always try to write. I always try to write from a concert point of view. Like I always try to imagine as I'm writing, mm. imagine me singing it in front of people or who, the artist who I'm working with. Right. And it's, we'll always try to write this. Oh, imagine this is the part where you put the microphone and everybody <laughs> will sing along. And this part is like you yeah. cannot. I don't know. You kind of love that yeah. that moment, and you you write for that moment, mm. you know. And then seeing that happen in real time was probably like, wow, this is what I planned for. Yes, huh? exactly. Yeah. That's that's the best gift any audience can give uh, an artist is to sing mm. the song because immediately you think, oh my god, this was just like me uh, with a little. I don't know, writing stuff on my iPhone or like wow. with a, with a, you know, in my bedroom, just yeah. trying to come up with something. And here it is, you know, 10,000 people are singing this song. <laughs> right. So it means they must have sang it hundreds of times in their in their regular lives. Mm, you know, that it feels great. It feels like you're doing something good for the world. Oh, that's so dope. It's so good to hear you say that. I can tell the excitement. So, <laughs> last question as we are wrapping up because we are coming to time. Um, the projects that you have created for others and yourself have been huge successes. Do you feel accomplished? Would you consider yourself accomplished? Yes. Yes. Yes, because... Uh, Again, like days like today, uh, it, there's a lot of being, you know, walking around Berkeley in Boston and just like remembering mm. how lost I was when I started. I knew I loved music. I had no idea you could make 
you know, what kind of career uh, mm. or where in music would I end up being. I just knew I loved music. So to, to look back and go like, wow, I, I made a career. I did make a living out of this. I wow. did, I mean, it, uh, um, it feels like, yeah, that's, that's all that, that I wanted. I, yeah. I wanted to make a living. I, I didn't want to do this as a hobby. I wanted to do this as a, as a career. Mm. So I definitely feel uh, like I've accomplished what I set out to do. However, I still feel that I'm halfway. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to ask, do you feel, are there any other goals that you want to achieve? I just want to do it more. Okay. <laughs> I more still, goals, more achievements. There's something, there's something about writing, songwriting especially, mm. that you never feel like, you always feel like you got a better song coming up. Mm. And it's always harder. The more you write, the harder it is because you don't want to repeat yourself. Okay. But I, I also feel that only recently, like maybe the past five, ten years, I feel comfortable with my singing too. Okay. Which I hadn't okay. been. <laughs> I always felt like I was the type of singer-songwriter that sings because otherwise nobody would sing, sing that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, or maybe I write songs that are a little bit too singer-songwriter and you know nobody would you know actually sing this song if i don't sing it nobody will sing it yeah um, so i, I uh so every, you know past five t- years or maybe a little more i'll be like okay man i like what i'm doing with my voice i feel in concert i feel like i'm my voice is doing what i wanted to do it's communicating it's doing yeah. so i'm like okay mate <laughs> I, I still feel like okay i want to do more yeah, of this it's always room for improvement right it's always room to grow so that's amazing to just kind of be that kind of hard on yourself or just to like you know inspire yourself to want more and, and get yes more. And, and also the world changes i i don't i don't like getting stuck stylistically in one thing like uh, a lot of people are like okay why don't you go back to your like older style of rock ballads i'm like no i did that already why would i go back there it's like no but that's uh, uh a lot of people like mm. to, to put yourself in a and a little square, like oh, this is what you are. You are the the rock ballad guy, mm. or you are the, you know, wh- you know the R and B sort of uh, right. song stress or something like that. And and then I'm like, uh, why, you know, why not just keep on sort of like mm-hmm. keeping it fresh, learning new stuff all the time. That's to me, that's like you know working with Bad Bunny, like with Ricky Martin, like all that stuff has has made me change my path a little bit musically and I'm, I'm I think I'm better for it I, I, I never think of like oh I I should have just like stayed true to the rock that I used to like I was like yeah but the world changes I change you're a different yeah. person every day why would your music be the same <laughs> you know I know people yeah. get mad like yeah. the audience is like oh come on what is he doing I was like well <laughs> hey just keep it an interesting right. but otherwise you get bored right. otherwise yeah I was gonna say there's so many other um like genres and stuff, different audiences to explore and reach out to. So, of course, you should definitely get out of your comfort zone, as you've been saying. So, is there anything else you want to add? Anything you want to say to the audience? Um, I don't know. Just keep it. Uh, I would say, like, try to keep everything about the music. I mean, I know, I know, it's hard not to think about marketing yourself and mm. and all that stuff. But that stuff like takes a toll on you. <laughs> Some people are really good at that. But uh, I, I've always tried to keep it about the music and about the moment of making music. Like, mm. am I, uh, you know, that's what I'm in this for. Like, you know, the excitement I get when I finish a song and I just, like get excited, I wanna play it to my friends, like, or, yeah. or being in the studio around great musicians and, or around great engineers or great 
um, uh, talented people and just kind of learning all the time. I would say try not to lose that. Because okay. after a while, uh, especially nowadays, everything sound, everything becomes like a business. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I guess you can make it big by really, really business savvy, but it's, I, don't, I don't find it as enjoyable as having somebody else take care of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you do have to know a little bit. Obviously, you don't, you don't want to just like take your, you know, give your career to somebody else to handle totally like, and, and just worry. But, but always bring it back to the music and to, to are you enjoying what you're doing? Because that's, that's always going to steer you the right way, I think. Absolutely. Wow. Well, thank you so much for these amazing gems you have dropped on us and coming (laughs) here, Tommy. And uh, we are so proud of you. And thank you for coming so we can recognize you and all these achievements. Oh, thank you. (laughs) And uh, good luck in everything else that you have coming up in the future. Thank you so much. Yes. That was my interview with Tommy Torres. What'd you think? I thought it was great. Um, first of all, uh, this was the first interview that we did when we actually um, decided to go all in on the podcast and get uh, podcast microphones. So that right off the bat is a real big win for me. Um, <laughs> but no, it was great. And I love interviews when it's just two people talking, you know, and um, uh, you guys got along really well. Well, thank you, boss. I totally enjoyed my time. It was so cool just to even be in the same room and just to hear all of the great things he had to say. So definitely some of the gems he put, I'm going to implement in my own life for sure. Right. And I mean, so when people say trust the process, you know, it sounds like overly simple sometimes. But, you know, like he was saying about uh, about writing a song and not letting your brain to get to that like critical thinking like reflection point and just let the song come out um especially in music i feel like you really need to get out of your head sometimes and sometimes those simple statements really kind of help ground you back to where you need to get absolutely and i also like how he kind of just painted the picture of how he started as a receptionist and then to work his Mm -hmm. way up through that ladder to get to where he is today it just it's a really great example of you know stay down till you come up and work hard well that was like me when i got out of film school i was a janitor at the museum of fine arts and i'm from south boston so i was like i felt like i was like the real life goodwill hunting (laughs) someone was going to put up a blank canvas and i was going to paint like a beautiful picture and they'd be like you shouldn't be here you should be in the gallery um that never happened and i quit that job summarily Uh (laughs) (laughs) gotta start somewhere well that was the episode for today. Um, please make sure to follow us on all social media accounts on both Facebook and Instagram at either BCB Alumni or Berkeley Alumni. And also for the alums in Miami, make sure you are in the Miami Facebook group so that you can stay aware of all of the upcoming events that we have coming your way. And make sure you hit us up. We want to do some some questions and we want to... Um you know, get some some ideas for the podcast. Uh, we've had uh, a couple uh, staff members reach out to us with ideas for people to interview and stuff, but we don't want this to just be Jaquel and I talking all the time. We want you guys to be out there as well. Next, uh, so Jaquel and I had this whole conversation about if we we're going to queue up like and be like, and these are the rest of the people we got coming up this season, uh, but Jaquel wants to be mysterious. <laughs> 
but I will say that uh, the next podcast episode, Jaquel is not doing the interview. It's okay. I want to. I want to get in there. You make it seem fun. I want to. I want to get in there. Usually, I'm doing like the video interviews, and Jaquel's doing the podcast interviews. But um, because I've become such a fixture here, so that you have someone to talk at, I feel like I need to go out there and do some interviews too. So yeah, that's uh, that's the episode. And uh, to play us out is going to be Maya Dyson, who I believe graduated in 2018. Maya came into campus. She was actually um, a singer on um, India RE's tour. And she stopped by while she was um, in in Boston with India RE and did a performance. Uh, Maya is awesome. She is based out of Atlanta right now. Um, And when Jaquel was in Atlanta, she was hanging out with her. Got to um, meet her. She is one of a kind. Shout out to you, Maya. All right. Until next time. Bye. Everything you could ask for in a woman. I gave everything I could give to a man. Now I'm tired of the back and forth games we play. That's enough, give it up. Cause you and I both know that I wanted you. And you wanted me you better taste it. Right. You'll be all crying. Wipe your eyes. Don't cry. And I know it's hard to think that you gave your heart away too. So you didn't do the same. Didn't do the same. How can someone make you feel so good? So good. make the pain hurt so bad? So I lost my heart, my soul and my mind I wasted so much time All the things you said, well you seem to forget There's no going back to find what we had I've gotta put you in my past You better tell yourself to Wipe your eyes Don't cry And I know it's hard To think that you gave Your heart away too Sure you didn't do the same Didn't do the same So foolish of me To think I'm in more than the last one and how foolish of you to think you were the only one I thought you were good for me But you made it clear to me I've gotta go I've gotta go, I better tell you something to cry